I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys? It's your host Jamie Messina coming at you with another coming out story for Pride. This one we mix another we mix it's coming out and we're mixing some other stuff in there with you. But we have Jess aka Jay Killam Fowler. Um listen, I found Jess on Instagram and she just had some really nice dance moves and I'm like she's fit she seems fun then I saw her interviewing um some lesbians out and about and I just really liked her vibe so I asked her to come join us on the show and we talk about some good things today we talk about the challenges that um she faces and the community faces uh when it comes to like production and and stuff like that uh what's to come in the future and a little bit about her coming out story as well and we're gonna get that uh to that in a minute but first if you haven't hit subscribe yet please go ahead and do that and um if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that you've heard head over to apple itunes leave us a five-star review that's gonna help me reach my goal of rippling out to at least a million people and uh yeah hopefully the right people will be able to to hear the episodes that could help them so let's just get to it we have jay Killam. all right what's up guys we're back with another um I guess coming out story for pride month but i have a special guest with me here today uh jess uh, Jay, or as I found you online, is like Jay Killam. And I see um, you just going around with a microphone asking people. And I'm like so intrigued by the way, number one, that you're interviewing people. But I love what you're asking, too. And it was amazing. So um, thank you for joining us. And uh, I'm excited to to have this conversation today. Me too. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So first and foremost, holy ripped body. <laughs> you do a lot of work, I can tell. I'm sure the listeners are like, if you don't already follow, um, check the show notes because I'll put all the links in there. But yeah, you're jacked, man. <laughs> I've been training for, I want to say, almost 12 plus years now. So yeah, yeah. Some some dance moves as well. Like you just caught my attention in so many different ways. Like I'm like, okay, she's ripped. She can <laughs> dance. She's doing the thing out there. Um, I really wanted to have you come on. So tell me a little bit like about what you do and, and where you're at. Uh, yeah, so I moved from Jersey um, in 2011 after I graduated high school, uh, and then I went to college at Cal State Long Beach and Santa Monica. Um, I jumped around a lot of colleges, but that was kind of the theme of my life. Like I just kept jumping around. So as soon as I got to California and I started doing that, I realized um, I could just branch into so many different things. And I, I always felt like I had so many talents and skills that I could use. I just didn't know like what I fit into. And I also wasn't out yet. So um, I came out uh, after I graduated college uh, in 2014. So I was late, a little late bloomer, um, about 22, 23 years of age. Um, 20, <laughs> yeah, 
eight now. Um, so I've only been out for about like six, seven years, but um, I was straight, quote unquote, and uh, it was interesting time in my life, but I actually came out to a girl. Uh, so you hauled back to the East Coast for about three years. And then after a couple of relationships and stuff, I, I was still like lost. I had about I want to say at least 15 plus jobs that I just jumped, like I, like I said, I just jumped around a lot um, and I didn't like any of them. I didn't like working for people. Uh, and eventually I moved back to the West Coast, um, to LA to figure out how I can just find what I need to do in life. So uh, Crave is one of the biggest lesbian festivals that happens um, yearly. Um, this is before COVID and i decided I'm just going to get a new car. I'm going to pack all that stuff, all my stuff in my car and just drive back uh, by myself. So I did, I did that in four days and I had no plan. I just had my family friends back house that I was able to stay in for a little bit um, and my car and some of my stuff. And I literally got there four days before the festival and I just jumped into the festival by myself. And I ended up on almost every stage, almost behind almost booth. Like I just met every single person I wanted to meet. Um, and my idea, I guess, was to like train people. Like I said, I was a trainer. So um, people online were like, yeah, I'm down for that. But when I got here, nobody was down. And I was kind of panicking. <laughs> but after the festival, I realized, oh, shit, I see what I can do here. And I realized, because I haven't, I got my bachelor's in film, but I never um, really wanted to like do like actual business film stuff. I just thought it was too much. I didn't like the rules of everything. And they made me feel like I wasn't ever going to be good enough. So um, I realized, you know, I did have that skill and people out here need content. Um, so I just filled that gap in really quickly by, I think it was like maybe that, that same month I was at my first taste event with DJ P Nasty. Um, and I just managed to pull out a camera that I had that wasn't even that good. And it was a mess of a night, but I managed to make a really decent video because she went on a limb and, and gave me a chance. And uh, it was just, I think it was just the universe really putting things together because um, after that, I stuck with them ever since. We've been together as a group for almost three, four years now. And um, I managed to be clients, get clients from that festival that were my friends and now my good friends um, and just make a business. So I rebranded my business um, and now I full-time uh, do videography, photography, and I'm to branch that out to this point where I uh, hire people who are also in the community to work with me as videographers and photographers. Um, and yeah, it just kind of exploded into so many other things outside of video, uh, as far as like the networking that I did in the community that I found. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of what it was in a nutshell. It happened really quickly. And it's been about three, four years now where I've been back out here just kind of going crazy and all types of things. Whoa. All right. So the, the podcast name is the stories we tell and, and what it's about is really like empowering people, maybe things that you used to tell yourself that held you back. And then now what you tell yourself that helps you do it. First of all, packing up your car with no plan going across country. <laughs> Good for you, man. And then to make things happen, like so many people would get there and be like, all right, I don't know anybody. I'm going to go to this. Maybe I'll go to this festival and I'm not going to talk. Um, but you really just made it all happen. And that's insane. Yeah, I think, uh, well, actually, I didn't even go there thinking I wasn't, I really knew I was going to go there. I was like, I'm going to talk to everybody. I'm going to be the most extroverted person ever. I'm not that really that person. But um, I think also 
years prior when I lived in the East Coast, there was actually a decent gay scene. And I, when I was out, like I, I got out of relationships and I was kind of gay and single for the first time. I was going crazy. I did so much stuff. Um, I, I just knew that something within me was telling me throughout all these random jobs that like I needed to be in the entertainment scene and around all these gays. Like I just needed to be here and meet all these people. So I just studied everything. I studied how to network, how to like I studied even like doormen and security guards and like how they run clubs. I just, I just was very observant. So I managed to bring all those skills here. And now I'm trying to branch into more of that entertainment field because of all that studying and experience. And especially these past three years of working with taste, like that's definitely where I'm at now. So um, yeah, it was just a lot of like, I'm going to push myself. And I, I remember meeting um, Easy and Natalie, uh, a couple of influencers and stuff and just being like, Hey, like, I'm really, I just want to meet you like Amber's closet like all the people um and now they're all my really good friends so it's like it, it managed to really work out because I just had that mindset going into it yeah it really is mindset is everything in how you get it and honestly you said um you, you didn't the film industry made you feel like you wouldn't have been successful but I mean you are well that's I mean it, the industry I guess like uh the way that college, especially like, I didn't even get into the field of being able to t study what I wanted. It was like the theory of it. So it was like the back end of the film degree. So like, I just had to study and watch films and write papers. Like I didn't get to actually do film stuff until the last year. And I remember being in an editing class. I was so excited for my senior year. And we didn't even use the software that I'm usually ready to use. It was like a so outdated software that nobody uses. So like the way that they would talk to you, the way that they would say like, it's so difficult to find a way and even have friends who are actually doing it like they're PAs and they've been PAs for years and they just have to grind and make their way up the ladder. Like, I just think that's all bullshit. I just think that like, if you have a talent and a skill, you know, you could do it in a way that serves people that need it. And that's how I see it. Like we needed really high quality content and I was able to fill that gap in. Hell yeah. And that's the beauty of social media, right? Is like, you could, you don't need to go the old way, the old school okay. way. Like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so I want to ask you about your coming out story. But but first, I really do want to know, because I, I watch your videos and stuff, but I don't know a whole lot about you, um, which is amazing. I like having interviews like that because I'm really getting to know you right now. What is like your purpose? I, I can tell you're a passionate person. I can tell that um, you're doing the thing. Like, do you, what's your plan? What's your vision? What's your purpose? Yeah, so um, when, I found, when I figured out that like our community needs help, uh, in so many ways, uh, like with video, um, I started branching into other things like dance and um, uh, the entertainment industry and, and just different things that uh, I realized are just, everything is severely underfunded, uh, really disrespected. Um, it's just very like, we still have a long way to go. And uh, I just feel in me like a very innate need to like help that out. So I'm, I'm like dedicating my life to like this entertainment stuff. And like, it's a lot, like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. Um, it's a lot of uh, stuff that people don't realize because when you're in, in this field, it's all about fun. And like, especially now when it's pride, it's like, let's just have a good time. But like, it's work. It's a lot of, a lot of work. And, you know, you know how pride came along. It was like a riot at first. And it was like, we need recognition. We need to be represented in this world properly. And I think that's, what I'm trying to do is just continue that. So I want to use my image and the things I've done to build myself to this point where I'm like, not only um, respected in our community, but also re represented in 
these bigger industries that actually have funding and actually have ways to get us into buildings and, and give us money and all these things that we severely need. Like, I don't know a lot of lesbians that have like a lot of money and like a mm. lot of land and power. Like, it's very hard for us to have that. So I think if I can get my foot into these doors, especially with the white passing privilege and certain things where, you know, I'm not as threatening, mm. quote unquote, like, I, I just think that it's, it's super important that I can use those things to get people on my end and people that really need it um, through there through my um, ability and, 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 and work of, of just trying to get our faces out there. And I think also with, especially the media, I think I'm really able to show people that, I mean, that's my biggest thing with videographies. I don't, I don't, I don't go to the white audiences or the, the male audiences or the, the heteronormative audiences. I go to people that need it. Um, and the, the friends that I have that are amazing artists and businesses and stuff. And I, I give them, great video to show the world what they can do and that where they grow we grow I grow and it's just we're keeping the money in the circle and I think the more that we do that the more that we stop spending on these big businesses and, and putting all our time and investments into those places you know the more that we will slowly get there and where we need to be oh, yeah so let me ask for the listeners and also for myself specifically when you say there's not funding for like what specifically are you talking about like uh, I mean, lesbians or what? Yeah, look at anything that we do, like even Pride, like LA Pride is sponsored by TikTok this year and it went off well. But at the end of the day, if you compare that to any other festival in the world, it's not even, it doesn't even touch the surface. You know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. Like our entertainment company, Taste, has uh, grown a lot, especially these past three years. Um, but it's still extremely hard to even just find a venue, one that will respect you do that will you know um uh just give you the space and the, and 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 the safety and the things that we need to run events and then three to find an audience that actually will spend enough to to be there and and to have those things and it's just it's just hard to make these big things and these big venues and and festivals and stuff happen like i was just talking to the owner who runs crave last night and she was telling me she's not sure if she can do it because it's just so much money. Um, and it's just hard because I think also, you know, lesbians don't spend as much. <laughs> and I, and that's what I'm saying. Like the more that we build each other, the more that we're able to spend and, and just, you know, have these bigger things for each other and have bigger spaces and stuff. So yeah, that's definitely. I mean, what it all comes down to is the money at the end of the day, that's how our country runs. Right. So the more that you can empower, um, yourself and the people around you that that's how we make it happen right what yeah. do you want anyone listening like if they could support you in any way um to help make that happen well how would that how what would that look like um i think just you know booking me in any way uh if you want me to come dance for you at a party or it's private event or um one of your uh, festivals i'm down for that um also, my circle, my friends, you know, if you need somebody for something and that needs a skill, I have, I probably know somebody that could do that for you, um, as well as, uh, you know, videography, photography, of course, I can help provide any type of promo that you need. Uh, and then if you want, like, an actual lesbian-centered event, women-only event, then I can tell my taste crew to come through your city, um, things like that. I just think, you know, everything that I do is all built and based off of community, so as long as we can you know, get there for you, 
just support us to and book us and we'll be there. You got to come out to St. Pete, Tampa area. You ever out in this way? <laughs> also networking, like this is why um, I'm doing this here is like, I agree. Like we, we got to just kind of have each other's back and networking yeah. is the best way to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I can hear you. Um, so I originally wanted you to come on and, and speak about your coming out story, but I kind of like the conversation. Like, do you want to share a little bit about maybe how you came out and how that happened? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I came out, like I said, at 22, 23. Um, I technically came out at age six. Like I knew when I was a kid, I, I knew, I remember, I remember this specifically, I was at a park and, um, I got back in the car and my mom was picking me up. And I'm crying and I'm like, I'm like freaking out crying. And she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I think I like this girl. Like, I think, I don't know who I was with. I was with somebody and I, I, I had strong feelings for her and she didn't say anything for like, like a minute straight. And like the silent minute that she gave me, honestly, threw me off for the next 22 years or how long that was like 18 years. Uh, and I don't know what it was because after she was quiet, she was like, it's okay. You can be who you are. Um, and it's funny because I actually readdressed that later after I came out, but I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I came out then. And then after that, I think I just, the pressures from school and my and that silence from my mom and things like that just really set me to a point where like, I don't know if this is right and it doesn't feel right. So I kind of shut it down so hard that I didn't even like realize anymore. Um, and I, I tried to dress more feminine and all these things. And I had boyfriends and I was even having sex with these guys and I didn't like any of it. I just thought that, you know, because of society and these rules, like this is how it's supposed to be. Um, even as far as sex, like I was like, oh, it's supposed to suck. Like <laughs> it's supposed to not be the greatest. Um, and yeah, once I was on Instagram, um, I was, I remember I was in my apartment and here in California, I was, uh, I was like maybe junior in college uh I had this girl like on my page for like a month straight like hard eyesing my pictures and stuff and I was like this is like weird behavior like I don't know why I feel but then I started looking at her page and I was like huh like I kind of like I think I like this girl so uh I remember messaging her this whole thing like I think I have feelings for you I've never felt this way about a girl before I hope you're okay with that and she of course, everybody knows like that your first is horrible. So she took advantage of it. She was a lot older. She had a kid. Um, she lived on the East Coast and she was just like eating it up and she was a narcissist and all this stuff. So she was like, I'm going to take you under my wing and you're like, <laughs> but I didn't think that. I was just like, yeah, it's great. So uh, I got to know her. She visited maybe three months later and that visit should have done done it for me like it was one of the worst visits ever like it was one of the worst nights of my life and it was very traumatizing and I, I remember like you gotta go but she couldn't and of course th we had a lot of sex and we just ended up getting back <laughs> it was fine and, I, and at the time I thought that was like the best sex of my life too like I didn't know any better so um we managed to be long distance for another eight months and then I moved to the east coast and lived with her and her child and we actually moved again in the same city. And I think the second home and all the disrespect, you know, I literally got to a point where I wasn't eating. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I had digestion issues. I had to get a colonoscopy because I was so messed up internally. Um, and I remember them telling me the results. It was like, just because of stress. And I was like, wow, I'm actually really sick from the amount of stress and just horribleness that is in this relationship. So I had to really break away as, as hard as I could because it was very hard to get out of that. And uh, yeah. That was my, that was my coming out. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, 
I was like, fuck this. I'm out here in the streets. I was out at every Pride Festival. I went to Atlanta. I went like all over the East Coast, almost every single Pride for all of June. I was going nuts and I had the best time of my life. And then, um, yeah, that's that was like the start of my journey for sure. Why are the first ones always like that? <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> <saying>. <laughs> I had a similar experience and that, yeah, it, yeah, it's a lot. Um, so, so you just did, how did your family take it when you actually came out, came out? Um, I remember everybody was very, very supportive. My, my mom took about two years to like fully come around. Um, she was like asking a lot of questions. And then when I would visit home, she would be, I would like be like, I want to buy like a tie and like a suit. And she was like, no, that's too much. And I remember like, it took about a couple of years. And then I remember going shopping again. She's like, oh, this would look great on you. And it was like all masculine clothes. And I was like, yeah, see, like, so now we're cool. Like very, very good. My whole family, my mom, my dad and my sister though, they were like, we knew it. <laughs> yeah. Put a bet on it. So um, that was the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, that was, it, it didn't take too long. But I, like I said, my mom, I had a discussion with her about that time when I was six, uh, after I came out, it's actually on my YouTube channel. Um, and I discovered that on while I was filming it. But basically she said like, she was afraid, like it was too soon. Like it, back then, like it was too, too much for me as a young kid to be able to handle the amount of shit that would come with me being gay. Um, she just wanted to protect me, but you know, I don't, I don't really still think that was the right choice, but <laughs> yeah. You know what I do, uh, I'm a mindset and empowerment coach and I specialize in neuroencoding, which talks about the brain and our brains from zero to seven are the most impressionable and the littlest thing can follow you through your entire life without even, you know, realizing it. And something like that is huge. Yeah. Well, it's good that uh, she came around. My mom was similar. It took her a few years too, but now she's all about it. Yeah. Um, so it will now. So then you made it back. You made it back over there and uh, doing the thing. Um, what is like on the horizon for you? What's coming up next that you're excited about? Um. Well, if you were to ask me that like last year, I would have been like in one new place and I actually managed to make that happen. So now I'm currently in a uh, like a loft studio that I managed to make into like a photo studio and a dance studio. So people can use that and I want to use that for the community. So check that off. I also checked off being able to hire people and bring people onto my team. Um, but ideally, you know, in the future, I want to be able to really uh uh, be at advanced level with everything that I'm doing. So with taste and our uh, entertainment company, I want to be able to, you know, take over most of the biggest things in, in, uh, across the country, across the world, um, and then partner with some of the, the bigger, um, lesbian events around the world too. Uh, and I just want us to feel like we have more support and more funding and more ability to do things because we're still very severely restricted, like I said. Um, and as far as everything else, I feel like that's my thing. Like, I just want, um, my videography and my photography feel like it can be more successful and uh, more supported, more funded. Um, because like, I, I want to pay my employees more. I want to have more um, clients that are in the bigger fields that we can, you know, start traveling and doing bigger things with. Um, so it's, I think it's just all centered around that. I just want to expand. Uh, Cause I found like what I'm doing and what it is, you know, I'm here, I'm living in it. So now I just need to, um, get it to a bigger picture and reach more people and, and give it, make a bigger impact. Hell yeah. Well, you talked about the universe at the beginning. I call it Gus. 
it's God, universe, source, spirit, like whatever works. So Gus, I feel like Gus works mysterious ways and um, like nothing is on accident. So maybe somebody will, who's listening to this will, will help you come along and, and help, you know, take it to the next level or who knows, you know, connect you with somebody who connects you with somebody and, and stuff like that. Cause I don't know, there's a million people I could have asked to come join uh, and speak and you just kept coming up in my feed and coming up in my feed. So yeah. Yeah. who knows, maybe there's a greater purpose. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, is there anything that you would like? So I often ask people the last question that I would ask, and I kind of want to switch it up. So normally I would ask, what would you tell your childhood self? Like some, some advice, but what would you tell maybe somebody that is younger than you, that is just, you know, recognizing that they might be a lesbian or gay or whatever, and like feeling kind of like worried about life. What could you words of wisdom or advice could you give them to, to help them understand that it's okay. It gets better. And to keep going. Um, well, one go watch because I have uh, older videos and a lot of it's, it's basically like a library of my experience and also helpful videos to help people who are younger uh, who need advice and stuff like that I'm very real and raw on my channel um, and two I'm like a living example like I really uh, was there I was from a small town I didn't feel like you know I needed or I had enough support and I didn't know what I wanted to do I felt like you know, especially a kid who was bullied and didn't know who they were and all those things. You just come from a place where it was like, it was rough. So now you're at a place where you're respected by a lot of people and um, you're known by a lot of people and you're able to get into a lot of doors and provide opportunities for the other people and, and just be um, a positive reflection of what should be happening in our community. Because a lot of people uh, can be very toxic and especially in the entertainment industry, it's, it's pretty nasty. So you know, um, people who do have positive intentions and do want to do better things are existing and are out here. And uh, it's a beautiful life. And I think there's so much to look forward to, um, especially nowadays with, with social media technology, everything that's progressing. It's like, who knows how it's going to be in the next 10, 30 years. Like, it's going to be insane um, as far as uh how lesbians are and, and our community and everything. I think it's like, you know, we're just starting um, because but TikTok, like our exposure and our representation is going out the roof and people don't know how to handle it. I, I get all the day, every single day I get straight girls like, I don't know what to do with this. And it's like, you probably aren't straight, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of people that are changing their lives and um, seeing so much fast representation and examples all day long. And I think it's important that, you know, as long as you take time to reflect and you take time to explore, and that's what I'm big on. Like people ask me how I got here. It's just big on like, put yourself in a lot of uncomfortable, random situations all the time. And if you're able to bounce back from those and learn from those, you'll be able to progress and do a lot of other things with your life. Because I would not be who I am if I didn't just force myself to jump into these random clubs or these random events or relationships or whatever. I just feel like, being more open-minded of experiencing will help you grow exponentially. So definitely just throw yourself into the stuff, a lot of gay stuff if you're into that, because <laughs> it's fun. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, so TikTok over the last two years, I actually have a whole new niche market that I work with, which is late in life lesbians that need a coach to kind of guide them through because they realized they were gay on TikTok. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> two years ago, it was like, what? And now all of a sudden TikTok... 
So even like five years from now, I'm excited to see what's to come. Um, and, and the positive, I'm really um, happy that you came and spoke to us because uh, really the community, the LGBTQ plus community in general can be super toxic, right? And I can't, I didn't even imagine also the entertainment industry and it's good. There are, I think through social media, people that are stepping up and speaking their truth because they don't need that bigger uh, organization to help them get ahead because we have social media at our fingertips, you know, so we can have our morals and all those things in line and, and be who we want to be and not have to worry about, oh, they're not going to hire me because of that, because you have the people that like you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, it's important to remember that, you know, things like TikTok and things like parties and whatever, it's, it is surrounded by a lot of toxic energy and a lot of toxic messages. Um, they'll push that, and which I think is ridiculous, um, especially these new, these new ones and these little babies, like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, don't jump into these events uh, with this crazy attitude, getting crazy drunk and start fighting. Like, we have that happen all the time. And it's just like, the bigger picture is we need to, like I've been saying, we need to grow together and we need to expand together. So the more that we, you know, believe that and, and, and talk about it and live that life, the better that we will get as a group. And it's always comes down. And that's what community is. Like, we can't just have, you know, some people participating. Like, we all need to have that mindset for us to really and to get to this point because it's super important and for somebody like me who is like I said in these scenes and and not only just in our community but outside of it like with my other clients my um, higher paying clients who you know have these mansions and these massive events like I see how much different the energy can be and I see it it's in my face and I'm like we could be here you know we could easily be here but it only happens when we all come together so that's why I preach that all day long and I think that's super important and hold ourselves to a higher standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, hold that. If you're in that community, people will suck you down because they're not happy within themselves. So search out the the Jess, you know, in the crowd and, and get around them, get around that energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come with good intentions and it will find you. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you want to share with anybody before we leave? I am going to make sure to tag all your stuff in the description. So they'll be able to find, you said YouTube, social media, all the social media, all the things. Um, I'll definitely put that in the description, but what, what would you like people to know before we get going? Um, I don't know. I guess uh, uh, it's just important to, to keep in mind, like a thing, like just uh, the bigger picture. And I think, you know, when you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to find your niche and what you were good at, um, don't try to, don't forget to bring everybody with you. Like, you know, I think, um, especially in LA, like that's what people get caught up in is that like, you know, this is a very selfish area, uh, area and it's all about the image and the clout and stuff. And um, when you, when you lose that, you get, you get up there and then all of a sudden now what, you know, you didn't bring anybody with, nobody's eating with you. Nobody's you know, able to, to support you anymore. Nobody even likes you anymore because you got yourself to this point, you know, it's, it's like a fake reality with social media. So don't let that shit suck you in to the point where you lose yourself and your friends and your relationships, like go, go into these things, knowing that like, once I get my foot in here, I'm gonna bring everybody with me. You know what I mean? Like, because then everybody else is going to live a better life and that's how we all grow together. So you're going to have way better support, a way better feeling in your chest and a way better, um, fulfillment in your life when you uh, support everybody around you. So it's a message for myself to do it, like all of us, you know, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's turning it like, I think with, with the way that everything's turning out with social media and, and technology, like it's making us be very selfish. 
And it's like, that's why I love having these pride events and stuff because it reminds you like, this is so great. Like when you see everybody else having a good time, like that's how it needs to be. Like we need to just make sure that we're all, we're all having a good time, not just you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I, I love your energy. I love your, your message, your mission, any way that I can support you moving forward. I will, whether that be on social media or whatever you need, just always reach out and I'll do what I can do to help you. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, we inspire some other people to do the same and just keep paying it forward for one another. And, you know, that's how we make some change, right? Is just not turn the other way, but stand up, hold yourself to a higher standard and, and do the damn thing. So um, I appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you uh, spending time and taking your time to, to come on. No, thank you so much. And hey, if you can get me out to Florida, let me know. I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go. Tampa St. Pete is waiting for you. To, you know? um, all right. Thank you so much, uh, guys. That was just kill him. <laughs> Thank you so much. I had a great time. Appreciate it. That was Jess Fowler, guys. If you want to follow along with Jess, see what she's up to, um, all of her information is in the show notes, in the description. Follow her on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. And we'll be back here again soon. Until then.